before we continue, a quick shout out to our sponsor. Weaponworks is a custom brand specializing in Cerakote, laser imaging, and custom retail goods. For years, they've been the go-to Cerakote shop for many firearms manufacturers that you know and love. They have just launched their retail line of -of out-of-the-box customized firearms and Cerakoted mags with a lot more on the way. Now, for our listeners... If you use the code PCFM, you will receive a limited edition Pop Culture Field Manual PMAG with a purchase of $100 or more at WeaponWorksLLC.com. Again, that code is PCFM at WeaponWorksLLC.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Pop Culture Field Manual Podcast, sitting right at the intersection of weapons, action, the military, and, as a matter of fact, pop culture. Uh, It's good to be back with you folks. Uh, For you, it has been a week. For us, it has been 20 minutes, and we're still sick. Yes. uh, Ain't nothing changed, baby. Ain't nothing changed. Not... It's certainly not our determination and willpower to get this episode out, but uh, don't worry. We guarantee next episode is going to be a lot more high energy. So, absolutely, uh, we will do our know, best. Though we will do our best. You know, folks, uh, I'm feeling a little, little like I'm not up for this challenge. You ever feel like you're in over your head? You ever feel like you're not quite up to snuff? Like you're in a situation that you are just totally unqualified for? Wow, is he? That is completely appropriate with today's topic for some reason. I thought you would. Uh, I thought you'd catch up on that. Oh uh, yes, no, I definitely did, and it is so appropriate because today's episode is titled "In Over Their Heads for Good Reason." And what does that mean, Izzy? What is? What are we going to be talking about today? Well, there's nothing better than a fish out of water story, unless, of course, the water is a dangerous situation and the fish is a highly unqualified person. Yes, which brings <laughs> us to our topic. Yes, movies where a regular person is put in an incredibly dangerous, often military situation. Will they make it out alive? Will they become battle-hard veterans who are now ready for anything? Let's talk about it. And we yeah, got a lot on this list, folks. We got when a you lot. start looking at the topic, you realize you're like, oh, like the first three that we're going to talk about were what really prompted the episode. Yeah. And then as you delve deeper into it, you realize, oh, this story has been done like dozens of times. Like totally a lot of times. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be just like a regular person. It could be like a completely unqualified individual, just like maybe someone just wrong place, you know, wrong time and just got stuck. Yeah, they're it. unqualified for the situation that they're in. Because we yeah. got a couple where they're, they're maybe, they may be professionals at what they do, but they're put into another situation where they're like, oh, I, I, I don't know how to handle this. Yeah, and I already know that you're in your car right now and you're screaming at your... Uh, I don't know, you probably have Apple CarPlay. It's 2022 now. So you're probably screaming at your Apple CarPlay saying, Tropic Thunder, Tropic Thunder. And that is absolutely the first one on our list. One of my personally favorite movies that can never be made again, unfortunately. So Uh, good. Yes, so good. I mean, I've I've seen this movie more times than I can count on my fingers. Uh, and every single time I roll over laughing just because it's it's timeless. The jokes they make are timeless. And, you know, they they took all the risk at the perfect time. I mean, <laughs> literally, we have 
We have drug addicts. We have, you know... Uh, we have, <laughs> we have homosexual method actors. Yeah, we have method actors. They have they do blackface in this movie for crying out loud. Uh, I mean, and we're now, not talking what, the Canadian. Cameron, can I can I take a stand on that? Can I can I say Go something about it. that? I've been well, waiting I to say this. Okay, dude, I've been man. waiting. I've been waiting to say that. I would wait until I got a podcast so that more people could know my opinion about something. Exactly. Uh, it, listen, blackface is something very specific. All right, we all know what blackface is. It was back when it was basically making fun of black people. It was white actors putting on blackface, uh, putting on makeup onto their faces, and like doing like stereo, stereotypical or stereo, you know, like just goofy, making them ridiculous. seem. Are you saying yeah. like, it was like making them seem lower than like in lower yeah, than it was, life? Like it was putting them down. Imbeciles. It was yeah. It was like the it was like the the bamboozled kind of like. You know, just ridiculousness, you know, and and it was so racist and it was and it was so wrong and it always will be wrong. But that was a specific thing. Yeah. In this movie, uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays a method actor. He's an overly committed five time Academy Award winning method actor who undergoes a controversial skin pigmentation (laughs) uh, procedure in order to embody fully embody this black character that he is playing. Yeah, and, it's perfectly uh, harmless. It's perfectly harmless. Yeah, I, I mean, but people aren't gonna people aren't gonna get the joke anymore because yeah, I think no, people are too anymore. sensitive these Way days. He sensitive. even says like, it's so funny because if you if you hear the line, he says, uh, you know, he's like, do you ever drop character? He's like, I don't drop character till the till the DVD commentary. Yeah. And if you watch the DVD commentary, <laughs> he's in character for the DVD commentary. Yeah, on Tropic Thunder. Yeah. So listen, I, I understand. I, I know the day and age that we live in, and you know, people aren't going to appreciate it anymore. But no, I just wanted I to put that out will. there. For, for I arguments. think they will because I 100% appreciate it. Uh, just They went balls <laughs> to the wall with this movie. So, I mean, if you haven't seen this movie, there's something wrong with you. Just because it's, it's one of those movies that you, you have seen. Uh, I like it because it takes... Uh, a bunch of actors, and I mean, we're we're not just talking regular actors. We're I mean, we're talking super stereotypical Hollywood types that absolutely exist yep. um, in the real world, where you know they don't give a crap about anybody. They're just focused on themselves. So totally self-absorbed. Yep. Totally self-absorbed. Think they're the shit, and they're no one can control these folks. Well, yep. uh, you know, is is it Kurt Russell? <laughs> no, who is that guy? John. Who's oh, the, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte the real, plays. The real Tay bag. Yeah, the uh, four-leaf Tay bag. Four-leaf Tay bag. <laughs> yeah, he uh, suggests that the director takes him into the jungle and rigs it with a bunch of explosion and just pretty much puts him through the fucking ringer uh, yep. to, to get like authentic reactions out of these guys because obviously they're not working together well. Um, so the actors think that you know they're just being put in a movie, but... When they're in the jungle, they actually have a real life drug organization that intercepts them and like kidnaps one of the characters, and uh, it becomes real life. But they think it's a movie the entire time, so they're trying yeah. to stick to the script. But in reality, they're a hundred percent in danger, and they don't even realize it. Um, yeah, not until yeah, not until the very end. And they actually end up. What one of the things I love about it is it is that. Um, in in a lot of the in some of these examples, when they're actors, they end up using the skills that they learned as an actor. Like when they have yeah. to break their buddy out of the of the uh, what is it the Red Dragon camp? Yeah, like they're like remember we are flaming dragon flame yeah the flaming, flaming dragon, dragon. Uh, we are flaming dragon. 
you know, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. uses, he's like, I learned Chinese for this one role, and he uses his Chinese or whatever, or his Filipino or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Vietnamese, Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Uh, but, uh, you know, little things like that. And so, and like, they're firing blanks, but the but the bad guys think that they're real, you know? Yeah, they don't have any bullets, but they're, like, firing blanks at real people with real guns. And it's just yeah. it's just so silly, man. It's such a good so movie. Silly. There's it's, so it, many... Go for it. Go for it. We're so polite. Uh, I what I love is, you know, not all of Ben Stiller's movies hit, for in my opinion. No, but no. when they do hit, man, when his comedy hits, man, it hits so hard and so well. Absolutely. Like, I, I don't know that there's, like, this is one of my favorite, like, comedic movies, you know? Oh, yeah, no, um, it's up there. It's up there. Yeah. And and they even got, you know, I mean, you know, the special the special cameo. You know, yeah, you know they, they, that's where they can't say, that's why they can't make this movie again, because they're dropping hard R words, and we're not talking racial. We're talking about the special needs R word. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about Tom Cruise. Oh, I thought you. I mean, you said special. So, oh, so I went, you're right. I went you're right. There. I can see I that. There. I can see that. I mean, so, what are you anyway. talking about? Before you know, I get the, us canceled. The executive, the big executive, the big time business mogul. Oh yeah, it's Tom yeah, Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. It's Tom yeah, Cruise. in heavy, heavy makeup, which I think is amazing. Yeah, his forearms are so. They put so much hair <laughs> on his forearms. They make him the like stereotypical like Jewish. Like, yeah, Lev Lev Grossman. Yeah, yeah, they make him like this most stereotypical Hollywood like higher power. And yes. yeah, he's just like, give me a. He's like Diet Coke. Yeah, we don't <laughs> negotiate. Why don't you take a step back from the phone and go fuck your face? <laughs> we do we not don't negotiate. negotiate Terrence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. Uh, I you have to. You have to watch, I, and I do this every now and then, you have to watch the opening, because the movie doesn't just open with, like, ju- it doesn't go straight into the movie. It opens with you getting to know what type of actors these guys are. So basically the movie opens with trailers of, yeah. you know, things that the actors, quote-unquote, <clears throat> participate in. So, like, obviously Ben Stiller's character is, uh, like, the action star, and he has these scorcher films that are just, you know... They're like the Mission Impossibles. They just made way too many of them, and they're not going to yeah. stop anytime soon. And, yeah. like, it's like Scorcher 5. The announcer guy goes, here we go. Again. <laughs> Again. And it's just, like, <laughs> stuff like that. <clears throat> and then it's you so, have... Yeah, the top stereotypical, like, yeah, movies. Yeah, and all the trailers are fun. You have Jack Black that plays a strung-out drug addict who's, you know, he's like the Eddie Murphy type plays uh in the fatties he does all the he plays every single character yeah like a like a like a a nutty professor type yeah pretty much a nutty professor where he plays every single person then you have fatties fart too yeah (laughs) Yeah. fart too Uh. was this you got any beans (laughs) i love it when the bat comes and steals his uh, yeah it's my jelly beans drugs my jelly beans yeah, and then I you got uh, you got the I forget what the uh, the other actor is that he's the rapper. You know, yeah, Al Pacino. Uh, he's called Al Pacino. Al Pacino, but I don't remember the actor's name. Yeah, I love them. Uh, Booty sweat, energy, bust a nut. Booty sweat. Booty yes. sweat is and bust a nut energy drinks. Oh yeah, Brandon T. Jackson. Al Pacino. Brandon T. Jackson. He's like, what do you mean, you people? Yeah, what do you mean, you people? you people? That's the yeah, song he, of the Jeffersons. And they give just because the theme song doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Climbing up that hill, yeah. 
But yeah, no, Tropic Thunder is one of those movies that, you know, I hope never dies just because it is, it's, it's a perfect, it's the perfect comedy. It has every yeah. single element. I mean, it has military, it has raw humor, it has, you know, just everything that you can't say nowadays, and it goes just off the ringer with it. So I think it, I think that's why it should be a national treasure. <laughs> it's going to go into the National Archives in the, in the Library of Congress. Yeah, no, I hope so. I hope so. I hope it gets the Medal of Honor for movies, whatever that uh, award would be. But the Movie Medal of Honor. The Movie Medal of Honor. Pause for sneeze. Oh, no. It's just stuck in my sinuses. Oh, no. Okay, hold on. Give me a second. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, I'm back in the fight. All right. All right, okay. well, back on, I mean, let's push past Tropic Thunder because I, I feel like I've been talking about it way too much. That's how much I love it. But there's another that's right. film that's exactly kind of the same premise, but it's instead exactly of going to Vietnam... <laughs> exactly the same But instead of going to Vietnam, they go to space. That's right. Galaxy Quest. A bunch of actors are put in a real life or death situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. They There's a show, for those of you who haven't heard it, it's... it's um, it's uh oh gosh what's his name Isn't Gordon it Rivers Galaxy in? Quest? Tim Tim Allen. Yeah, Tim Allen yeah, plays the, show. The, the Captain Kirk lookalike. Yeah, he's basically there was a show called Galaxy Quest. And you know we you know transmissions just keep on going. Well these transmissions made it thousands of light years away to this alien race and it totally changed their whole race. Like they took the lessons that they learned from the show. It's yeah. like a Star Trek type show. And they modeled their entire civilization after this show. And they think yeah. it's real. They think but it's they don't realize that it was just a show. It was a canceled show. And so they, they are against this, this tyrannical alien dictator called Ceres. And they're like, we need your help. You know? And at first, Tim Allen's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's probably just another fan film or whatever. But then he realizes that it's real. And he gets all the other actors to join up or maybe unwittingly. Yeah. But then they're actually put in a real life or death situation. And at first, it fails miserably. So they have to rise. To yeah, the they have to rise to the occasion because I mean they're just actors at the end of the day. You know what? I, I just googled this movie. Ninety uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Wow. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of this movie course. would be ninety percent. It only has like what eighty six percent audience, but yeah, ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This is why I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes, man. <laughs> just they a bunch of get, Russian bots. It's just a bunch of Russian bots. But no, but Galaxy's Quest is actually really entertaining. Uh, Tim Allen is like the guy that made it. He's like the Justin Timberlake of NSYNC, uh, in uh, where he like kind of went on his own thing and he became like a successful actor. But all the other ones kind of, you know, 
have a little well, bit I, of spite towards him. I don't think he, so. You don't, don't think, think so? That, I thought he like. No. Well, he's into it. Like he's into the show. Like he's riding that wave of fandom, and everybody else is like so over. It. Like Alan Rickman's character, he's like a he's a trained British actor. And he yeah, and he hates like, I, he hates the character. By Grabthar's hammer, you will be avenged. Yeah, and, and he's like, I will kill myself if I have like, to say that living. line. It's like I can't say it again. He's like, I'm better than this. I'm better than this. And he um, tries to leave, and then Tim Allen's like, they're at like a convention, and Tim Allen's like, he's and Alan Rickman's like, there's nothing you could say to get me to go out on that stage. Tim Allen's like, the show must go on. The show must and then go Alan on. Rickman, because he's an honorable actor, he's like, darn, darn, yeah. you know, <laughs> decides to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that. Like the, I mean, there's a there's a bit of tragedy in the movie, isn't there? With like the kid who, uh, who's the, I mean, obviously there's uh, what's his name from? He's in Teeth, or I mean, he's in oh. Tusk, not Teeth. No, wrong movie. He's in Tusk. He's oh, also Justin Long. Justin Long, yeah. He like is a young Justin Long, and he's like one of Tim Allen's groupies. Or super it's like, fan. yeah, not a groupie. That would be weird. But uh, yeah, super <laughs> fan. He's like asking him all those questions, and he they bring them along, right, to help. No, no, he doesn't come along. But they, there's a there's a point at which they need some information, so he uses his transmitter. He accidentally switches a fake transmitter with a real one, and Justin Long has it. And so he calls him, and he needs help. Like they're going through like the bowels of the ship, and there's these things called the chompers, which are just these inexplicable like just these smashers that just have a like they're just there they serve no purpose but they're just there for to give them a, a challenge to go through yeah and he like gets them through that and they tell them about there's this thing called the omega 13 um and they don't know what it does and so he's the one that like you know oh he goes on to all like the reddit sites he's like okay this is what we think yeah. it does you know and uh actually you know what i'm can i can i get real like I'm gonna get all teary man there's this, there's a point in that movie that makes me cry every single time oh my god it's what true. point? It's what true. point is it? So, so Alan Rickman, he hates that line, by Grabthar's Havel, you will be in because yeah. he's heard yeah. it so many times. And there's one guy um, that there's one of the alien dudes that, like, is totally idolized. He's like, you've been, like, a father figure to me and stuff. And then uh-huh. and uh, at one point, that guy gets, like, shot. And, yeah. And they pull him inside, and the other guy's out. The bad guys are outside the door and stuff. And he's looking at him, and all, you, all he wants is to hear that line. And so Alan Rickman says it. He's like, by Grabthar's hammer, you will be avenged. <laughs> and he totally uh, means it. And you totally, it totally hits that emotional, that emotional oh point. Oh, Yeah. It's, it's so, I just think it's so funny because that, that movie, obviously it's goofy, but there's some really fun, like, serious points in the movie that's like, ugh. Like, oh, I just love that. That's funny, Anything I have to do with sacrifice always gets me. Self. Oh, yeah, so everybody knows Izzy and self-sacrifice. That's the way to, uh, to make him start tearing up. Um, but cool, man. Yeah, it, and there's one more movie that's exactly the same, right? <laughs> I think this is the one that might have started it all. Really? Because I haven't seen this one yet. Oh, you got to see it. You, you and Chris always mention this one, and I'm like, I still haven't seen it. Add it so. to the ever-expanding list, the, th- the Three Amigos. It's got the three, three legends of comedy. Uh, Steve Martin, uh, Martin Short, and... Uh, Chevy Chase. Chevy, Chevy Chase. Yeah, Chevy, Chevy Chase, Chase, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. Uh, who, in their day, I mean, talk about kings of comedy, man. Uh, yeah, they're the hard hitters, man. Yeah. Three actors put into a life or death situation. <laughs> uh, but they're actors in, like, silent film era, like the 20s and 30s. And they have these things called the Three Amigos. And there's this one 
small town in Mexico, and they 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 don't they don't know. They think it's like a newsreel, but they see a film of theirs, and they've got a. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like Seven Samurai or the Magnificent Seven. Their village is being assailed by El Guapo, which I think means the ugly. Uh, El Guapo, and they no, they Guapo's write to them the the opposite. Guapo calling someone Guapo is like call him handsome. Oh, okay. El Guapo, maybe yeah. it's the handsome. But. Like, oh, more, um, mucho guapo or muy guapo, oh, okay. like very handsome. Okay, shows how much Spanish I know. Yeah, right. But uh, no, and it's cultured and, and so, swine. <laughs> I didn't go to college, actually. Yeah, <laughs> but I got a theater degree, so it's like not going to college at all. Yeah, kind but, of. Uh, same, same. Yeah, so they go down to Mexico and they think it's a gig. They think that they're doing like a live performance, but then they like one of them gets shot in the arm. And they're like, oh, my God, it's real. Uh, can we go now? And they just run away. And, like, that town gets, like, devastated and stuff. And and, uh, and they finally decide, like, listen, you know, it doesn't matter. We've got no lives back home. It doesn't matter what happens to us. Let's just go and try to save the day, you know, because a couple of the ladies get uh, kidnapped and the town is devastated and they end up using their acting skills, uh, things that they've learned uh, in order to save the day. My favorite part of this entire movie is when uh, Martin Short's character, Ned Niederlander, uh, he meets this German guy who's, like, dealing guns to El Guapo. They're, like, flying shipment a shipment of guns in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Martin Short's character is known for being a quick draw, uh, like the fastest gun on film. And then he's like, yeah. he's like, man, this guy, I modeled my entire, you know, style after you. And he's like, I'm, I'm such a big fan. He's like, that, then I learned about trick photography and, and, and camera angles and stuff. And Martin Short's like, I never used trick photography. He's like, no, no one could be that fast, you know, and um, and so it's like, so the German guy's like, okay, let's uh, let's check you, let's let's see how fast you really are. So they do a standoff, and he gives like Martin Short like this huge like heavy gun, you know, and he's like he like you know Martin Short like like heaves it into his his holster and and uh, and you think like, oh my god, this is like he's done for, but then yeah, they do the quick draw. And he totally blows the German guy away. <laughs> like oh, he really man. is that fast. <laughs> Jeez. That's so good. <laughs> you know what? After talking about these movies, you know what? A movie just popped in my mind that totally falls underneath that. Huh. That we love the, the unbearable weight of Massive Talent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, totally. The, it came out recently. Oh, Nick, yeah. Nick Cage. Nick Cage, yep. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's an actor, and he gets picked up by the CIA, and he's like, "We need to make confirm or deny." And then he has to use his acting abilities to, like, at the end of the movie, to like trick his cousin. Oh, it's so it's so applicable. Yeah, it definitely it's falls. Exactly. Yep. Oh man, that movie is hilarious. Yeah, if you like, folks, if you like Nick Cage, then you and got we all know, and we all know you do, because everybody yeah, loves yeah. Nick Cage. He's a yes. national treasure, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally the same premise. Of an, an actor is put into a real life and death situation, and he has to use his skills to, you know, to, to and he and he learns a little lesson about himself. Yes, he does. And apparently, Paddington Bear Two is one of the greatest movies ever. I written. heard it is, man. I, I yeah, I know. Yeah, we were to. Zach. We were talking to Zach. So Zach, our producer right. from Shiftfire, uh, has confirmed that apparently Paddington Two is just an amazing movie. It's like a perfect film. He said. Yeah, he like said it's so a, it's good. the perfect film. And in the movie, it's under uh, uh, Pedro Pascal's top three movies of all time. He says Paddington Bear 2 is number three. And Nick Cage is like, no way. And they watch it. And he's like, that made me want to be a better man. 
<laughs> well, his daughter says it in the beginning. He's like, that's ridiculous. Like, he wants his daughter to, like, watch, like, classic movies like The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and, yeah. and Metropolis and stuff. And then when Pedro Pascal says it, he's like, really? And then at the end, when he's with his daughter, they're watching, Padding- they're watching Paddington 2. Yeah. And, and he's like, wow, this is a good movie. And he's like, wow. Wow. No, yeah, definitely The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is an epic movie. Go watch it. It's, uh, it's totally worth it. In my opinion, especially if you're like a Nick Cage fan and you get Nick Cage, like Nick Cage is serious. But if you get like Nick Cage's personality, it just makes the movie 10 times better. Um, Yeah. But cool. I think those are all the movies we have that are about actors, right? Uh, yeah, those are that's kind of the the hardcore ones. Yeah, those yeah. are the hard. Those are the core ones, except for the unbearable way to mass down. That was just a ringer. But uh, yeah, yeah, we got a couple more for y'all um, that just have to do with you know unqualified person in the wrong area. And Chris put this one on here, uh, Delta Farce. It's I have not t- seen this. It's terrible. I refuse to see anything with Larry the Cable Guy in it. Sorry, Larry the Cable Guy. Your <laughs> comedy is great. What, you don't like Get Her Done? Oh, man. If you I like, have if heard a dollar for every time I heard that, back when he was like a big deal. Yeah, Get Her Done. Man, what a tagline. And who's this buddy that's always like, you might be a redneck? Bill Engvall or, no, no, that's uh, Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy. Foxworthy. Well, Who it's like all these. The, the Trump, yeah, the Western, kind of the Southern comedic guy. Yeah, they're all in this movie. Yeah, they're all in this movie. We call our comedy guys. Yeah, and it's basically, if I remember correctly, they totally get like, uh, just, they're out drinking on a weekend and shooting around, and they get uh, they get mistaken for army reservists, and then they're deployed to Iraq, uh, but they accidentally land in Mexico because there's like a they get premature ejection or they land they jump out of plane or something wrong. And they're in Mexico, and they think they're in the Middle East, and they're basically, uh, they go to a village and become heroes until, like, this warlord comes and fights them. But it's, it's a terrible movie. Like, the jokes and the comedy, they don't hit. (laughs) Like, you're talking about Ben Stiller's comedy, like, if it hits, it hits. This entire movie completely misses. (laughs) Like, it is not funny. I think, Um, I think one of the things that we... What that we can say about all the choices that we have so far is that it's very unlikely that they would survive these situations. Yeah, but I mean, it's Hollywood, so I mean, there's a little point here that uh, Chris is wondering: uh, would they really survive this situation? And yeah. it is a blood curdling no. Yes, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Actually, you know, there's a point in Three Amigos where they do run away, and if they just stayed running away, then they probably would have survived. You know? Yeah. Or in I mean, Galaxy like, Quest, if they would have said no to the aliens, they would have survived. Yeah, but, like, Larry the Cable Guy isn't known for, like, being very physically in shape. Um, so he, has, I don't, he has a shape. He's not yeah, he, has, he is a shape. He is uh, a shape. Yeah, he is a shape, and it's not a straight line. It is very obtuse. Very um, well-rounded. Very well-rounded. But, uh, yeah, no, they would totally not survive this, especially, like, they have the guns. Like, they give them all, like, the equipment and stuff, and they don't know how to use this shit. Like, there's just a bunch of rednecks. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess that means they would know how to use it, but like, getting in like gunfights and everything, you need, there's a couple things you need, and that's why physical fitness is, is the first thing, because gunfighting is tiresome. Um, yes. But yeah, no, they would get completely schwacked, in my opinion. It's a, there's a reason why it's called Delta Farce, 
because yeah, the movie which is a, farce. a terrible name. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, you're just asking for <laughs> trouble if you name your movie Delta Farce. Delta Farce, yeah. It's not even like witty. It doesn't even sound cool. But uh, anyways, that's just me being a hater. But no, here's another one. Uh, Pineapple Express. This movie does hit, though. <laughs> this it could have gone either way with this one, because not all of these guys' movies hit either. You got James yeah, Franco no. and Seth Rogen, yeah. who are two stoner, stoner guys. Yeah. yeah, and they witness a uh, they witness a killing. They witness a uh, a dirty cop, a corrupt cop that works for a drug organization, kill some uh, some competitors, some drug competitors, and they basically am just they're being chased the entire time. And at the end, they go and they have to save the day by like taking down the drug lab and stuff. But oh man, the comedy in here it's just it's it's just a pure example of like buddy cop or like buddy buddy movies. Yeah, buddy um, like road movies, like buddy yeah, buddy comedies. road movies. But like the comedy is so funny. I mean, if you if you're into like Sterner comedy, it's it's so good. And James Frank, I love James Franco too. James Franco, he's got some classics out there. He uh, does. Get some it's classics. funny, all these guys. If you if you follow the thread all the way back, like these guys, like Seth Rogen and James Franco and all these other guys, even like Judd Apatow, who has them in like a lot of his movies. Um, they were all in a movie. Or they were all on a TV show together, like back in the day. Um, uh, the Mickey Mouse Club? No, no, no. no. It was like, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to go back and look for it. But they were all in a show together, and it's like then years later they just start starring in a bunch of things, uh, you know, for a bunch of things together, which I think is so hilarious. You know, yeah. Uh, they all they all kind of stayed friends. Like they all have, uh, they all have like. That you can tell they're all friends, you know. Freaks and geeks, yeah. that's what it was. Freaks, Freaks and, geeks. and geeks. Interesting. I've never heard of that. When did that come out? Oh, uh, it was like nine. Uh, wait. Um, ninety-nine. Yeah, it only had one season. Yeah, it was only one season. But uh, all those people, like Seth Rogen was in it, James Franco was in it, a bunch of other people. Were. Judd Apatow, I think, directed a lot of the episodes. Interesting. Uh, so that's kind of. And then there was just this string of Judd Apatow comedies where they all just like starred in each other's stuff. Okay, and you know what? On that, on that thought of just uh, Rogan and uh, Franco, the interview completely oh totally falls totally falls into that. That's I right. mean, it's basically the same movie, just uh, you know, oh, dude. The interview is a classic. It is, and I mean, it's and it has. They get rescued by SEAL Team Six at the end. <laughs> it's just like, dude, yeah, that's a classic comedy. Would you like to? Hey, would you like to sample some of? Uh, Jeff's cocaine. What is his name in the movie? God, that one's so quotable. <laughs> no, in this one they actually they know where they're going, and they but they yeah. don't realize the circumstances they're in until until that you know the the veil of North. I like it because it is kind of it is a commentary on North Korea because North Korea. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, the old world communism, they like to project that it's all about saving face. It's all about, yeah. you know, uh, upholding the party line and stuff like that by any means necessary. And so, Absolutely. you know, it's like, yes, in North Korea, we have many fat kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that little chubster. Look at that little chubby kid. He's like, so does my man poop? <laughs> the supreme leader does not poo or pee. <laughs> He is far too busy. <laughs> His body recycles yeah. all of everything to use it. Yeah. No, I, you're I, so heavy like bear. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, the, the, the girl, the the, the North yeah. Korean lady who helps him escape. The North I think. Sue, I think her name's like Sue or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. The interview is another classic example of just being underqualified because they, uh, they, obviously he lands an interview being uh, what is Skylark. Skylark tonight. Yes, he's and a. He's they a land an interview with. He's a talk show host. They land an interview with Kim Jong, uh, Kim Jong Un because he is a huge fan of Skylark tonight. That's and right. since they're the only Americans that have been granted access to North Korea, the CIA wants Skylark to assassinate him while he's there. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Randall, such a funny. Randall Park plays President Kim. Yeah, he's like, uh, uh what is it? Are margaritas gay? He's like, who told you margaritas gay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. That's a good one, man. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good. Good, one. good pinch hit. I like that. Yeah, good pinch hit. So, um, yeah. What do you got? What do you got next, man? What's another? Well, this one. This one is a uh, is. I'm throwing it. I threw it in there because uh, he is he is like in a situation that's like that he didn't expect, but. You know, I, I think Die Hard kind of qualifies for this category because, you know, he, well, what's... He, he's a New York cop and he he gets trapped inside a building with a bunch of terrorists and his wife is in there and he has to, like, crawl through a bunch of air ducts and, and basically take, you know, yeah. basically get back at him. You know? you know, I would agree. I mean, even though he's got, like, cop training, that's not, like, anti-terrorist. Right. Like, that's not counter-terrorist training. <laughs> that's, like, writing traffic tickets. So yeah, no, I totally, I would, I would agree to say Die Hard would fit on this list of being unqualified, but he does it. Yep, he does it quite well, and he saves the day. Did you know that this movie is based on a novel? What? Yeah. I knew it was. Be- I knew that Die Hard is totally a Christmas movie. It is totally uh, a Christmas it, movie. It is totally a Christmas movie. movie. But, uh... Uh, it takes place during Christmas, and they're at a Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Robert Thorpe's "Nothing Lasts Forever" was adapted into the iconic film franchise, the first film in the franchise. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if it's book accurate. You know, that's so funny because I would like to read the book to, to find out, like, how accurate it is. Because there's, there's so, much, so many different clever things that happen. Like, so many different clever ways he gets out of situations and things that happen. Like, I wonder if, like, if the, if the part is in the novel where he, you know, he falls down the stairs and he breaks the guy's neck. And then he puts the guy in the elevator and says, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Like, I wonder if that's in the novel, you know? <laughs> Oh, those like one-liners. Yeah, yeah. Or yippee That would be interesting to find out. Yippee yeah, yippee Yeah. No, that would definitely be super interesting to find out. Hmm. You let you you do all the reading and you just let me know, okay? I will. But you know what's very interesting that I just realized? Die Hard is the first movie that we have mentioned on this list that is not a comedy. 
Oh, you're right. All these are all these are comedies. All of these are comedies, except for Die Hard. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that is super. I guess the the whole point of like being totally unqualified in a life or death situation is kind of humorous, huh? Yeah, it is. I mean, like, I think it kind of like you want to kind of set the audience up for like, yeah, we know this is a ridiculous situation, you know, kind of thing. Like, just, yeah, this would never just happen, go with it, you know? go with us on this, you know. Yeah, totally. Just, you know, come along for the ride. Because that totally reminds me of, uh, I mean, let's see, what else on this list? Like, MacGruber. MacGruber. MacGruber is totally, I mean, obviously it's comedy. It's so funny. But, like, it it definitely fits the bill that this guy that doesn't use weapons, who's, like, a washed-up, like, special operations, you know, historical fighter that was, like, envied back in the day. and And he's just such an incompetent imbecile. Yeah. It's basically like, how did he take get off that of MacGyver, you know? Yeah, it's MacGyver. And, I mean, they did you see the actual TV series they made? The MacGruber TV series? Or MacGyver? Yeah, they made... They made no, the MacGruber. They made a MacGruber TV series. Why? I watched the entire... It's, <laughs> why not, man? Because <laughs> MacGruber was hilarious. I think it's on Peacock. Oh, wow. I, yeah, it's on Peacock. And there's one that's like 10 episodes or something. Oh, my god! But they're 30 minutes. It's really... It's a really fast watch. It's like 10 30 minute episodes or something. Uh, but there it's like the same humor. It's it's hilarious. If you like uh, if you like, you know, celery in someone's butt, then you probably would like the show. Yeah. If you like just, you know, it's the ultimate complete, it's the ultimate tactic, Amy. It is the ultimate tactic. If you want to distract, if you want to distract your enemy, don't do a base of fire while the other element maneuvers around. Just put some celery in your ass and get naked and do a duck walk yep. and to get their to get their attention while your buddy takes them out. Works every time. Works every time. <laughs> uh, what if, so this next one, uh, it's it, now we're getting now uh, we're getting further and further away from any kind of military theme. But Thor, the first Thor movie is definitely a fish the, out of water, like in over his head kind of. The kind of thing. first Thor. The first Thor movie, yeah. If you remember, he is like an arrogant pompous young god and and something happens and and his father uh sir anthony hopkins he banishes him to earth and he takes away his powers and he can't he can't pick up the thor he can't pick up mjolnir his hammer until he you know what i don't remember the plot of the first thor now i'm gonna go rewatch it i totally don't remember this yeah yeah that's kind of that was kind of he's kind of drained of all his powers and uh yeah the whole thing is like he has to learn how to like be selfless basically uh, oh, and at okay. the very end of the movie, he does obviously because we're five movies in. So yeah, we're five movies in, and I heard you hated the last one. Yeah, not a fan of the last one, man. It's just not it was just fan. too goofy, too ridiculous, and there were some writing things in there that I'm like, wait, what they're doing? What now? Why is this happening? Oh, I don't care. So, oh no! And yeah, I'm I mean, sure Mar- Marvel's got to make money CGI somehow. Arms. What? Well, I mean, if you look at her, man, Natalie Portman, I, I don't know what she did to work out, but there's no way her arms could have gotten that big. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm, is she, like, jacked in the movie? Yeah, she's freaking jacked. Oh, yeah, her arms are freaking huge. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, you can't, you know, not have giant or, giant arms and play Thor. Yeah. It's like, it's it comes with the it comes with the real estate there. That's right. But, uh, yeah, no, I, okay. I still haven't seen it, so I'm, I'm going to go check it out because I like Christian Bale, and uh, I think he's a, he's a great actor. Christian Bale's honestly. amazing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. I'm gonna actually. I'm putting that to the top of my movie list. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. watch the. I'm gonna watch the original Thor. All right. But what on. about? Oh, here's a classic one. Uh, Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten. Have you seen this, man? 
Of course, Arnie, Arnie. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Detective John yeah. Kimple, has to go undercover as a kindergarten teacher in order to catch this uh, on-the-loose killer. Yeah, no, it's a classic, and he falls in love with... It's a classic. Not to mention, it breaks all the laws of physics, because that little boy says guys have a, pe- a penis and girls have a vagina. Which we know is untrue. And, which you know, by today's scientific standard, is completely false. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, yeah, dude, it's a classic movie, and, it, you know, who wouldn't want Arnold Schwarzenegger? I mean, first of all, you get a new you get a new kindergarten teacher, right? He's a substitute, right? Yeah, yeah. Or something like that? Well, yeah, well, they yeah, basically put him up as the substitute so that he can do this this job yeah could you imagine being a parent because i mean you know when when i have kids i imagine i would be pretty involved in you know their schooling and i would see their teacher imagine being one of those parents and just seeing yeah a guy like arnold schwarzenegger as a kindergarten teacher like that's not you know gonna raise some eyebrows like where did this guy come from you know obviously he's not here because he enjoys education like there's he looks like he's he's gonna murder someone <laughs> yeah he's freaking i've never never I had one i had one teacher actually one coach that was pretty big and that was my wrestling coach in high school um yeah coach but not him. your kindergarten teacher yeah, but not my kindergarten yeah. I, no, you expect like your youth teachers to be like super maternal and like very sweet and like non-threatening but like no that to me that goes out the window with Arnold Schwarzenegger as a teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love I don't know, but yeah, that's a classic movie, man. And did you uh can you connect uh the you know you remember the bad guy, Crisp? Do you can you connect I him to another military movie that we have talked about off? Let me see here. Kindergarten. Can you guys go you guys ah. you, you people at home, uh Richard Tyson, what other military movie has he appeared in? This is this is the Richard... off the cuff game. Richard Tyson. Let's see here. Come on, man. I believe you. Oh, my God. He looks so familiar. Oh. Richard Tyson. What are you in? You look so familiar. He's played a lot of bad guys, but in this one, I'm thinking of he plays a good guy. Dude, I am blanking. He, he looks so familiar. He was in. Black Hawk Down. He was one of the Delta operators. Is he in Black Hawk Down? Yep. That's why he looks so familiar. Okay. Yep. I'm looking at this picture where he has like a beard, and I'm like, that. he looks like an old Special Forces guy. I was going to say either Saving Private Ryan or Black Hawk Down. Oh, really? You, I should have said close. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, he looks super familiar. And I mean, obviously, there's so many characters in those movies. Yeah, you're right. That, uh, yeah, but interesting, man. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. But, uh. What's this one? Run, hide, fight. So, run, hide, fight is basically Die Hard by a different name. Uh, it's it, uh, it. The reason. Why oh, is this this new movie that came it's out? A it's brand movie. new. The right? reason why most people probably haven't seen it is because it's it's only hosted on the conservative site Daily Wire. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that being that aside, it's a pretty solid film. It's uh, basically this teenage girl. She's having a hard time because her mother died of cancer, and her father, who's a former former you know army sniper guy. Is trying to help her out, you know, and he's teaching her all the kind of hunting stuff and fighting stuff, but they're just not connecting. So one day at school, these other teenagers come in, and they just start shooting people, and they have like a bomb with them and stuff, and they hold everybody hostage inside. And yeah. she starts to get away. She actually gets away. She's outside, but then she turns around. She goes back in. She's going to try. She tries to help everybody out, you know. And it's oh, interesting. It's, it's good in that it's like it's pretty brutal. Uh, you know, like there's some pretty brutal violence and stuff in it. 
And then it's also pretty clever as well. Like, it's cleverly written. There's some pretty cool, Anything. interesting stuff that happens. Like, there's the day, it's like senior, it's like senior prank day at school. So there's all these kind of, like, pranks all around school that, like, end up kind of helping. Or, like, somebody put a bunch of, like, oil on the, on this ramp that's going into, like, this gym area. And, like, she lures one of the killers, like, onto the ramp and, and he slips and, like, I think he I might actually like accidentally shoots himself in the head or something like that. Oh man! You know why it's probably just not really big? It's just because obviously school shootings are such a yeah. so, like a soft spot right now. Yep. Yep. Uh, that yeah, and like nobody wants to really wants to like know how we can stop them. Obviously, the biggest thing is like we got to ban guns, and that's totally not the truth. Yeah. Um, but that's probably why it's just on Daily Wire. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that makes sense. I have to check that one out, man. I've seen trailers for it. Uh, but no, it sounds pretty good. I got to try it out. Yeah. Uh, what about, oh, this one, I know we were talking a little bit about it earlier, but Codename the Cleaner. You're going to have to help the, me out with this one. Cedric yeah, the Entertainer. I mean, this is, this is such a just like, I'll be surprised if you remember this one. It's like just one of those comedies that just came and, and went, you know? Yeah. And like the only way you would tell, do you remember Black Knight? Black Knight? No. With the, okay, that's another one that just came, came away. It's uh, it's like one, it's one of those BET comedies. Oh, okay. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, Codename the Cleaner. So it's uh, Cedric the Entertainer that like wakes up in a strange hotel room, and uh, he like finds himself in this predicament where there's a corpse in the bed and a briefcase full of cash, and he like can't remember who he is or how he got there, <laughs> and he like meets this lady who's a waitress, and she tells him he's a janitor at a video game company. And that she is a, a is a girlfriend, but he believes he's an undercover agent for the CIA and tries to go figure out the truth. But pretty much, it's just like a wonky, like ridiculous comedy. And he totally is just just a janitor. Like he just like it's totally just a regular janitor. But he like in his head tells himself he's CIA, so he like goes after the truth for what what's going on. But it's just one of those slapstick comedies that's totally false. That would never happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good, man. Well, I mean, I put some honorable mentions here kind of towards the end, even though it's just because we've talked about them a lot. Uh, Big Trouble Little China. Uh, Jack Burton is definitely in over his head, but he rises to the occasion, you know. Uh, the Last Starfighter, early 80s sci-fi movie. The, a kid basically, like, there's this video game at his trailer park, and he beats it, and he doesn't realize that it's a recruiting tool for an intergalactic war. Yeah, you totally mentioned this yeah. on, uh, what, our space episode? Or yeah. Which one was that? No, I forget, man. I don't know. Yeah, but you, I remember, yeah, he beats it, and then he ends up being cast for it, and then his little brother or something tries to do it, too. Well, that's what that's how the movie ends. He's like, I'm going to go, Yeah, too. that's how it ends. I'm going to go, too. But, uh, yeah, dude. Oh, that's a good honorable mention you put in there. The Big Lebowski. Yeah, man, because he's totally, like, he, he's actually not even trying most of the most yeah, of the time. Yeah, no. Yeah, hey, man. Come on, man. It's on my carpet back, yeah. man. It really ties the room together. Yeah, it really ties the room together. Are you, not on the carpet, man. This is on my carpet. Yeah. yeah, what does it say at the end? Yeah, the dude abides. The dude abides. The dude, and with Sam Elliott, the Western, Mr. Western himself, Sam Elliott. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good one. We should, also should have threw that in the mix, but we are running low on time, and it is time to go to our fan question. Who's this question from? 1.21 gigawatts on Instagram wants to know, what branch of the military would win in a battle royale? Wow. So if everybody wow, just turned is, on each other. 
what would happen. Wow, this is such an e- this is such an easy one, and it would 100% be the army. I feel like it would be the <laughs> army. It's that. It would 100% be the army. And we say that because we outnumber everybody. Yep. Our budget is way higher, yep. and we're completely self-sustaining. Yeah, we have air units, and we have we have sea units, and we have land units. Yeah, so like, I mean, that's the reason we don't, uh, or at least I joined the military, or the army specifically, is because, you know, the Marines, they're great fighters, but they're very limited because they rely on the Navy, and the Navy doesn't really have any combat roles except for their uh, Navy Special Warfare, and then... Uh, and then the Air Force doesn't really have any combat, like, direct action. But they got planes, but then you have, you know, a bunch of anti-air in the Army, and we have, you know, a bunch of anti-everything in the Army. Right. And infantry, and sustainment. So, like, it, it's not a question. Sorry, other branches, and I know you're punching in the air right now, and punching the, the you know, the passenger seat that's empty, hopefully, because you're like, he's wrong! I'm sorry. The Army wouldn't win. It's just the way it is, man. Army's completely self-sustaining, and it has the highest budget. So, sue me. What do you think, Izzy? Yeah, no, totally. It would totally be the Army, man. Uh, like you say, we have uh, the biggest biggest force, the biggest budget. We have all the units and assets that uh, that everybody else has, you know, to some degree. Just, everybody's a little, yeah. just a little more specialized than we are, you know. Yeah. I mean, the Marines might win because they're so hardcore, which is part of the reason why I didn't join, because I'm like, I don't want to be that hardcore. So... So you want so that makes sense because you want special forces. So. <laughs> yeah, I want something elite but not hardcore. Yeah, no, totally makes sense to me. But yeah, we hope that answers your question. 121 gigawatts. Um, yeah, the army would fucking take it. But uh, okay, game time. Yeah, no, it's time I'm not game. seeing a game. Oh, I am seeing. I'm a not game. seeing a game. I'm seeing a game. This game is oh. for you, Cameron, and I will be the game master. Okie dokie. Let's. I'm ready. So we're keeping this game simple. Absolutely has nothing to do with the episode topic. Uh, it's called Camo Slamo, which I love that name. Thank you, Chris. Camo Slamo. I'm going to say is that, that like... What? Well, I'm going to say, is that like a reference to my name or to camouflage? Maybe. Maybe Camo Slamo. It's the Cam it's Slam. Open, it's open to uh, interpretation. But yeah, I'm ready. All I'm going to do is I'm going to say the acronym of a camo, camouflage. Or, uh, and you guys tell me the uh, it, tell me it's full military. So, so acronym. See, I'm going to tell you... I'm gonna say an acronym, and you tell me what it what it means. Oh no! I think you're gonna be all right, Cam. I, I th- don't uh, don't don't sell yourself short. Some of these are a little little obscure, but uh, well, let's do a warm up. Let's see how you do. Okay, sure. So think I'll military. Try. We're in the military mindset. Mm-hmm. First one is UCP. UCP is Universal Camouflage Pattern. That's it, man. Did you cam? Yes. Dip digi did you cam? Uh, I went through one of okay. the ACUs, cry at night sometimes. But well, it's it's kind of funny because <clears throat> yeah, I actually had to use ACU too um, when I first joined, and I went through Ranger School at ACU. It was kind of a fe- a big flex if you wore uh, if you wore the only time that digital was cool in my opinion was in Ranger School because it showed that you were in the military for a little bit. Because uh, everybody that was newer only issue, got issued multicam stuff, or the Scorpion. Yeah. So, like, I would literally go out of my way to only wear ACU to look to be like, look at me, I've been here for a little bit. And you look salty. <laughs> so that was the only time in the military that ACU was cool, was in Ranger School. So it did serve a purpose. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. All right, that was your warm-up. Here we go. You ready for the first one? Let's do it. Marpat. Marpat. Oh man. 
I feel like it would just be like marine pattern. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. Oh, really? You can, tell, you can tell it's a marine thing when they almost spell the entire word out for you. Yeah, make it easy. Yeah, make it easy to understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's very cool. Because they're yeah, Mar. I mean, the only people that really use Marpad in the U.S. forces, anyways, are Marines, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. All right. So you one one out of uh, one out of one. All right. Here we go. Okay. Next one. H W U. H W U. Oh, uh, is that hot weather uniform? That's it, man. You got it. Two out of two. Oh. Two out of two. Okay, I thought this was going to be like some foreign camouflage that I've never heard of <laughs> that has an acronym. Oh, it's just uniform stuff. Okay. Basically, basically, yep. Oh, thank God. I didn't want to look like a freaking idiot. <laughs> I think you're going to do all right. Let's do the next one. NWU. Okay. NWU. 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 I'm, I'm looking at it in my... Um, Don't you look anywhere. Naval water uniform? Ooh, close, but no cigar, my friend. Navy working uniform. You, okay, see, I'm not, I am not a seaman, so I don't know this. That's right, probably for the best. I'm, yeah, I'm just a dick. I'm not a seaman. (laughs) Uh, All right. But yeah, Navy working uniform, okay. You didn't get that one, but you're doing pretty well so far. You got... You got uh, two out of three, so or, okay. Uh, yeah, two out of three or four. You know, three out of three. Out yeah, of four, you count the warm up. Anyway, uh, next one. OCP. OCP, which is very interesting because this is what the army uses now. But I totally don't even. Let's see. Uh, the only thing that makes you know, it's weird because they call some people call OCPs multicam, some people call them scorpions, but. The actual name, because obviously it means something camouflage pattern. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just, for, the only word that comes to my mind right now is like operational, like operational combat pattern. Ding, ding, ding. You got it, man. Operational combat oh, really? pattern. Yeah. And, and he has oh. Chris put multicam here as well. So you, you get, uh, you get nice. one and a half points for that. Very cool. I'm actually surprised I got that right because I am one of the ones that just calls it multi-camps. <laughs> Many people do. Which is probably why he put that on your. It's like nobody yeah. like what is it actually called? Like I didn't know that the the woodland camouflage was called what's the M81. M81. Yeah, I never yeah. knew that until I started streaming and some some uh, <laughs> somebody in my community because like, yeah, yeah. you just called it woodlands. Yeah, yeah woodland camouflage. Well, the um, thing about OCPs is that, like, actual multicam, the term multicam is trademarked by Cry, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they can't, and they, the entire military didn't have a Cry uh, trade, like, they obviously didn't have the, the legality to use that, so they came up with OCP, and they also came up with Scorpion. It's just everybody knows it as multicam anyway, so that's what they call it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Good one, man. Yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. I don't know where. All right, what's next? Next one is... I'm gonna I'm gonna add what he put here before the answer uh, or before the actual acronym. So USAF. Okay. That's not a part of okay. it. Okay. USAF. DTS. 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 Okay. So it's obviously an Air Force thing. U.S. Air Force. DTS. DTS. You know what? You know what's super weird, like how people look up when they're trying to think of something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like the an- like the answer is floating right above them. That's actually a psychological DTS. thing. 
Yeah, what is it? DTS. Um, and it's a uniform. Man, I like I don't even know what the S would be. That would for a uniform. T U.S. Air Force duties. Is it or direct trainings? Oh, is it a suit? That would probably talking be uniforms. Talking uniforms. Talking uniforms. Um. Yeah, I would just say duty training suit. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, that's a good answer, but not the correct one. It's Digital Tiger okay. Stripe or Desert Tiger digital Stripe. Digital Tiger Desert Stripe. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was out of the box one. Because in my head, I'm like thinking the, uh, like what they use. But or I was thinking like, because obviously the Navy one was their working stuff. I'm pretty sure it's like their jumpsuit. Yeah. So, no, that makes sense now. Okay. Well, you're doing all right. You only got two incorrect. So, let's do this last one. BDU. BDU. The BDU is, uh, man, you have the BDU, because you have the DCU, which is the Desert Camouflage Uniform, and a BDUs. Hey, get those BDUs. BDUs. Why? I'm totally blanking on what a BDU is. and I'm, I'm, The BDUs are woodlands. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we call yeah. them. I, you know, it's funny. You say you were the one of the last people to do ACUs. I was one of the last people to do BDUs in my basic training. Yeah, BDU. Yeah, BDUs are M81s, but what do they stand for? for? BDU. BDU. Uh, yeah, what dude does BDU stand for? I'm, see, I'm not old school. <laughs> um, the BDU would stand for... Um, oh, man, this is going to bother me to the day I die. Um... Uh, uh, BDU. I'm just gonna give myself five seconds to think. Uh, that's I don't know. Is it like Bush duty uniform? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. Unfortunately, Cam, it stands for what battle is, dress uniform. Battle, battle dress, dress uniform. uniform. Oh my god! It's so funny. How Cam, silly of out of all the out of all the vast information you have about the military, that is not one that I think that I would like think you didn't you wouldn't get but uh yeah well you're half and half well, man half and half half right half wrong little disappointing a little disappointed now i'm gonna have to go hit the books and start studying my acronyms again because <laughs> that's gonna take man. you because there are so many but uh that's it folks uh that's it for this episode we appreciate you joining us uh i'm, I'm about ready to fall over so i'm just gonna say uh cue music <laughs>